Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback starts now welcome to conversation with the big guy ryback i am the big guy ryback and today i'm joined by brian pillman jr and this is a fun fun episode i think you guys are really gonna dig it this is fresh off of his uh, appearance at aew and uh with his dark match with with sean spears and uh so this this came at a, a very good time and we talk about uh his time at AEW going over there, the coronavirus stuff going on and, and being at home adjusting uh, to not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, and, and being in, in phenomenal shape and, and going over there and, and uh, very, very happy for Brian and the opportunities I feel are going to, that are going to be coming his way. Uh, we talk about social media, always talking about social media and everything going on. And uh, we just we just pretty much just shoot the shit on this episode. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Brian Pillman Jr. I can hear you. What's going on? Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Just trying to get some of my like. Uh, I was doing these with Eli Drake, and I didn't have enough of my cool like backdrop stuff in there. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, that's what I've been spending my time. I just had a very plain background. The uh, no, it's, it's funny. If people can't just listen to the content and be happy, if they need to see like a banner in the background, yeah, I know, right? anyway. so <laughs> I, I, know. I did. I switched to these. I usually did the hard cam shot where I had like the whole studio. Nobody gives a shit, and yeah. I'm like, now I just do Streamyard, and I don't care. Like I just angle my laptop to be on me. So yeah, people like the face to face. Where did you? Uh, Where did you fly in from? Um. So I just came home from Jacksonville, Florida. I saw you. You uh, you were in disguise. I saw for the show. Yeah, and then but I saw. Are we rolling, by the way, are we rolling? <laughs> yeah, I oh, keep okay. it on. I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, some guy I just have to pick it up at the most natural part. No, I appreciate that. No, no, I got some cookies here. Been trying to bulk up. So I, I appreciate you. I literally just flew in and then uh, and did the show. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was a wild time. Very adrenaline filled. A lot of opportunity uh, put my way. Um, but I came, you know, I, I came to work and I, and I showed up with in very good physique, very good form, very, very wrapped out, you know, very much ready, you know, ring ready, despite the pandemic, you know, you look in, um, you look in good shape. I saw a picture of you backstage with, uh, Jericho. Was that with you and your ring gear? You look, you look like I you're look, ready to go. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, uh, I wanted to make sure just coming off of, of such a long break, uh, that I was able to fire on all the cylinders that I could and, and enhance all the aspects that my trainer told me, you know, were the most important things in a wrestler. And, and one of those things is having a good look and looking good. So absolutely, when it came to having brand new gear and having brand new muscles and brand new tan, that was a no brainer for me. Now, you know, going out there and getting it done in the ring, that's a whole nother situation. I think I did yeah. really good. So, but, you know, there's different levels to that, too. 
What did you so? What did you do with them? Because I and I only watched the part of the AEW uh, television show. Where did you did you have a match um, also? Yeah, I can only speak on one of the matches. Okay, um, that I'm having. Um, the the other one is super kayfabe up. Um, but I do have a match coming up on Tuesday. AEW Dark. Yeah, it'll be me versus Sean Spears. All um, right. Very solid match. Very talented guy. Very solid uh, worker. If we're, you know, if we're shooting on this thing or if we're, <laughs> you know, I know these days if I'm faving it or, you know, if this is a shoot podcast. I came in uh, with Sean, actually. He was uh, in, um, he wasn't, he was, I knew him from OVW when he yeah. was with uh, tagging with Cody down yeah. there. And I came in from Deep South Wrestling and then um, he got released. And then I remember he went through some struggles. I remember him, man, coming backstage to a show at WWE. I think it was me and I don't know if me and I was in the main event that was Ryback and he was like, it was in Canada. And I remember he was like out of wrestling for a bit. And it's just crazy how everyone, like once you get into the wrestling business, goes through their own like journey and cycles of like, oh yeah, he's out of it now. Like I'm out of the business for right now. And then he's Mm -hmm. now back and and doing well. It's just, oh yeah. Everyone has their own story, but he's always been a very talented wrestler. Yeah, and it's all about how you adapt and, and those mm-hmm. things too. But uh, yeah, but no, I mean, just just being able to go there and be told that I'm working with these high caliber guys, these guys that 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 not only do they look the part, but they can they can work. You know, they can cover up for me. Not that I don't think I need too much covering up anymore. Uh, I think I've been maturing uh, quite well and really polishing myself in the ring. Um, How many years same, now are you in? By at the, the way? same time, you can't you can't fake experience. You know, you can't yeah. can't simulate the the feeling of being in control in the ring like someone like Sean Spears has. You know, I can't fake that shit. You know, like I can go out there with all the confidence uh, in the world, but when a guy like that really has control of the pacing and of the match, it uh, it definitely takes a big load off your shoulders. You know, when you can go out there and focus on uh, connecting with the crowd and, and selling and, and being and having your best match, you know, can't always have your best match when you're worried about, you know, the other stuff and, and no, all that. You're in a what, position was, what, was your, what was your question again? I feel no, like. but you're in a position too. And you're learning every year. We're all, all learning, but like and that you brought up, you bring up a good point. Cause I went through this actually to in WWE of, it depends who you're working with also. And there's like a respect yeah. thing where you're, you're the younger guy. You're in a get there with a, with a guy that's been in the business longer. You could have all the confidence in the world, but there's like, this is one of those fine lines in wrestling that fans will never understand because there's a whole political aspect to this where you have to, mm-hmm. it's being respectful. It's knowing when to get your offense in. It's knowing when to listen. It's knowing when mm-hmm. to take control. And I went through that when I got thrown into the WWE main event. I had a lot of confidence. But now I am now working with the elite of the company that have a lot of power and control. Yeah. And if I start doing things that they don't like, it could have negative repercussions. And that's Absolutely. part of wrestling. Yeah. And then now in getting that experience. And then eventually you're that guy in that position. And it's just the way that that's part of the wrestling business. Yeah. But it's a cool thing, man, to watch you. Like, you, you can – you got confidence. There's no doubt it's in your blood. So you're just going to, but in 10 years, you're going to be, you're going to look back and be like, man, oh, I wish oh, I, yeah. you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You look back and you go, Oh wow. I can't believe I did this or did that. Or 
or I said that and it was taken the wrong way by them. And then, but you know, that's, that's one of the things I probably struggle with the most is just because I am a talker. I'm a very vocal guy. I'm very transparent about my goals with everybody. So sometimes I get to talking too much and, and, and that can be my downfall, especially, you know, coming into a new company. But, um, I definitely learned a lot about being in a high level locker room like that, you know, it, it, it was two days, you know, uh, of work, you know, and, and when you show up for work, you show up for work and then you, you got the one day and then you got the next day you're tired and you got to do, you got to do more and you, or you got a new opportunity, um, to work on. So yeah, some very good opportunities that were thrown my way to be on the uh, dark end of the show, which in my opinion is, is just as much, you know, when you're looking at the show as a whole, it's, it's more than half the matches on the card is, yeah. is going on the dark show. So um, that definitely makes up the bulk of the production and, and, and it is very valuable. So I was very honored. I, I definitely didn't expect to be thrown straight onto live TV right away. You know, I was very honored to have been put on the dark uh, match. And dark is a show. They have Moxley. They have a, They have. It's not oh, like yeah. WWE. Oh, yeah. dark. They, they use their. They yeah. use the whole roster on that show. So Absolutely. to be on that show is a is not mm-hmm. like it's not like you just show up and like and it's no yeah. easy task. It's a cool, cool thing that to be figured into even that right now. So I think that that says a lot. What was the feedback for you? Um, everything positive? Yeah, I want to say very positive. Um, obviously, like I, like I said, like. I can I can get it kind of ahead of myself when I'm talking and I'm expressing myself to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but other than that, I, I think what I what what I had gotten done in the ring on those two nights was 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 definitely the right impression. Um, I think Tony is a guy that really really cares about his talent. You know, he's something that's very that. he really really cares. Like he's always checking up on everybody. You know, from the top yeah. of the card to down to the bottom. You know, he's hanging out with the boys after the show to pick people's brains, but also he's a wealth of knowledge too. He's a student of the game. He has a lot of, uh, a lot of statistics in his head, a lot of, uh, different matches that he's, you know, he's seen about every match yeah. there is, you know? So when you care that much about the, the, the sport and the art of it, and you also care about the talent, uh, it's hard to not want to make a place like that home, you know, like the sky's the limit when you have all that hunger and you have that drive, yeah. you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I see them being around for a very long time. I do too. Yeah. I'm excited. I told, I talked to Trent the other day and I go, I'm excited for, cause for me in my situation, I've talked about it a million times, but it, it, and we see it with guys after you leave WWE, sometimes it can be very disheartening. And even though I walked away and my story is a little different with the injuries. Yeah. I never wanted to go back, which is really disheartening mm-hmm. for me because my goals for wrestling were not over, but now I look and all of a sudden now we have a, a viable huge wrestling promotion that seems open-minded. I know multiple people there and everyone says the same thing about the positivity in the backstage, which for me coming up in WWE, I'm taken back by it because I go, fuck, that's like what wrestling should be. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't what I was taught and it wasn't necessarily, and I don't agree with the way a lot of things are with inside WWE, but it's just the way that it is, and it yeah. always was. And not to say that it can't change and adjust, but yeah, it, it's it's just it's more developed into yeah. its uh, you know into its corporate kind of structure. It's what it is, yeah. And AEW definitely has more of that independent contractor vibe. Yeah. You know, it definitely has like um, when it goes comes to the veterans and talking to them and, and really getting to pick their brain. 
it's just an open, you know, it's like an open forum. You know, yeah. people are always willing to, willing to chat and to talk and to, and you know, you're there all day and you're working with these guys. And, and the last thing people want to do is be all uptight and worried about who yeah. they can talk to and who they can't. So <clears throat> I was very, uh, pleased to, to, yeah, just to have those veterans to, to be there to help with the show and to talk and the, you know, the agents, you know, they're very, you know, they're not too controlling of what's going on. You know, it's a very open forum there. Um, and I think sometimes maybe people get a little too comfortable and I, I was probably guilty of it too, uh, over my couple of days there, just cause so many of those guys I came up with on the Indies, you know, you got so much young, hungry talent and I'm like, I'm a young, hungry talent too. And I'm in this place too. And I'm like, Oh, look at me, you know? So I might have been just soaking up a little too much yeah. attention there, but as far as uh, my performance and, and and what the company and, and, and Tony and Cody and everybody thought of what I was doing, I think it was very positive, and I and I and I, and I do think I'll be uh, I'll be back there. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, the cool thing too about AEW is, and I feel like we all know wrestling needs to be better and can be better. I see that with with AEW, um, but they're not going to. It's not. It's not the same. This isn't like a, a WCW or, or like you're not just going to bring in veteran talents or people. It's going to be a. It's truly like a. They went with the roster they had. They brought in the right veteran people at the time that they needed, and mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a very fine blend. But using the right people to help build up the roster on TV, which they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's like the perfect combination of using young and experienced wrestlers together. And it takes time with that. But I, I feel like everyone that's in that system realizes the goal of improving in long-term. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not so much like, Oh, like let's hold these guys know, down. You're in a thing. training group yeah. or you're in developmental. You're not on the raw. It's, it's a very much collaborative effort where someone who's at, at one point in their career, one night, might be getting a huge opportunity the next time. Yep. You know, it might be like, oh, well, you just showed us something we hadn't seen before. We're not going to hold you down for another three months. You know, we're actually just going to give you a shot tomorrow and see how you do. So, and they have that freedom to do that. So that I think I think that's for it's the saving grace for like a young guy. You know, I, I don't really know too much about the WWE because um, yeah. I just kind of wanted to go out on the indies and and, and earn it on my own. I didn't want to kind of take that way out and like ask for a job if that makes sense like I, I i feel like at you know at some point in my career i was like you know what i might have an open window there um to just get a tryout or something but uh, i was always afraid of that because you know they always say despise the free lunch you know and, and if something comes too easily um it might not be uh it's good for your character it's good for long-term growth as a person so um I definitely just always shied away from, from going there and just from what I heard and stuff. But, um, I think it's just, it, it, it's such a, it's such a big environment, you know, it's such a big pond that if you go in there developmental, you know, it might be easy to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And I never wanted to get lost in the shuffle because when I have social media and when I'm able to connect with all my fans anyways and share my story on the Indies, it's like, um, like I don't want anybody to stop me from doing that, you know, and I don't want anybody to uh, change who I am or, or and, you know, they, they try to scare you and say, Oh, they're going to change your name and they're going to ruin you. It's like, I'm not worried about all that. And, and I know everyone there means well, and they have a very highly professional, a lot of the talent there. I'm very, very look up to and very fond of. 
um, guys like my, uh, Riddle and Thatcher and those guys that I got to spend some time with on the Indies. But um, no, it's just one of those things where like it's it's kind of just I'm doing this for me. Like I, I didn't get into wrestling uh, for anybody else, but but for me and, and to kind of make my father proud and, and show him show him a story and show him a, a, a journey that that's very unique in, in the sense that all this stuff's happening in wrestling, you know, AEW's coming up and like, there's almost this kind of revolutionary thing, and, you know, before the pandemic, yeah. before the pandemic, there was a lot more steam behind it all, of course. But in the same vein, you know, it's, it's like, these guys are changing the game. And, and I waited till I was, you know, 22, 23 to start really studying the business and really looking into it. So if I, if I was a fan of anybody, I was a fan of the modern day, wrestling because that's when I really started watching and started seeing the young bucks and, and Cody yeah. and these guys kind of taking over the world on the Indies. And I thought, well, if they're doing it without, you know, without that main media conglomerate, you know, without the WWE, if they're doing it on their own terms, who's to say I can't, you know, learn from them and uh, build a brand on my own terms at least. And then obviously the ultimate goal was, was to uh, get my foot in the door at AEW and, and that's always been my ultimate goal just because like I said, that gravitation towards their product, the gravitation towards what they're doing there. Um, I've never really second guessed it. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a yeah. part of that company. I think it, it's a, it's a great thing. And just personally speaking, I'll never, I'll never tell anyone where to go. I think everyone has to make their own personal yeah. choice with that. I've just seen people that do I, Time and time again, like you to understand WWE, you have to go there to understand it. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you can hear it all day long. You'll never fully understand it until you're actually, actually, actually in it and see. But I think with the way everything's going and, and like AEW and I think the in wanting to build stars and the WWE has certain limitations on things. They have their business model. I think it's a much more favorable position with today. Like if I'm now getting into the game today. I'm looking in, and I know the information. I know AEW all the way. Anything, just yeah. because I think the I've been the other. I know what the limitations are on the other one. Mm -hmm. Well, that what was it like for you now with this everything with this whole coronavirus has been like I can't even imagine because I just remember coming up wrestling in front of no people and there's nothing harder than doing like cold and developmental anyways. And even and I've done some indies even after I left in Australia that was that was pretty bad, and uh, without that adrenaline there, it, it's a lot more difficult. Was it for you doing this stuff for like AEW here? Was that was that uh, a challenge not having an audience there as far as the regular audience? Yeah, so I always commended uh, AEW because they were one of the first shows to start putting the boys in the crowd yep. and, and to start creating that, that ambient noise that we as wrestlers, we kind of need that to uh, just to operate. You know, I, I don't even, without crowd reactions, I was, I was really lost out there, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to say lost, like in the sense, like I didn't know where I was going, but um, yeah. lost in the sense of my, my emotional, you know, kind of reading the roller coaster of it. Like, where am I going? You know, is this, with the timing and things, you know, like you're still going to get to where you want to go, but it's like, you never really know when or, or if, or, or should you cut something or not? You just kind of, like, oh, well, off of. yeah, it's... we'll just, we'll just do what we said. We were, you know, <laughs> here and we'll kill it. And we'll, we'll, and we'll hopefully um, work the camera and, and keep those people that are at home watching and entertained yeah. 
And that's the biggest thing is, is focusing on your audience, right? You know, if your audience is online, then there's no point in selling to the 10,000 people in the Raptors, you know, yeah. they're not there. So it looks silly that, to that do was, it away. It's tough. That was one of, one of, yeah. one of Tony's creative visions too, was that, uh, you know, we're always taught to treat every arena like it's full of 10,000 people, but he, he was very much adamant that we should focus on the actual viewers and the cameras and, and not be pretending that there's you know, a hundred thousand people there. But, but with that said, um, there was actually quite a few of the boys in the uh, audience for my, for my match. Okay. So there, the, the first match I had was earlier in the night. So yeah, they actually had like volunteers and uh, employees that worked at the arena and at the hotel who were part of the COVID testing sort of uh, quarantine zone. Basically, once you're in the arena, you know, nobody goes, comes or goes. You know, it's like a quarantine zone. So anybody- right when you go in also? Huh? Yeah. Are you tested like as you go in for the day? Yeah, yeah. You're tested, yeah. You're tested all the time, yeah. Always being scanned, always, you know, very much, like I said, this guy, Tony, very much cares about his employees on a level, like a very- deep family level you know he wants the healthiest for everybody and if he, if there's even a whisper that you're kind of somewhat exposed to it he, he he'd almost he's be happier that you take the week off or yeah. you know whatever or he seems very hands-on with everything which very is, much so yeah yeah because it's his baby i mean he's chosen to be involved in this well like what i was saying was like all these when you add up all these different workers and you placed them in the different parts of the crowd, you know, it definitely felt like a legitimate uh, show sure. with fans. Yeah. So, cause some of these people were fans, you know, some of these people that worked at the venue were fans, you know, so they, they really enjoyed it. And especially being that it was the fighter fest pay-per-view model. Um, they wanted it to be as big and loud and rowdy as they could get it. So yeah. um, I was able to take part in that and, and sit in the crowd for dynamite. Um, and then when the dark matches happened, I went and, and uh, did my dark match, so. That's great. Have, is Chris, too, with Jericho, has he been involved with you over the years? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Chris has always been sort of that that veteran voice of reason to kind of steer yeah. me in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it, when it, whenever I was expressing interest in going there, he was one of the, one of my biggest uh, – one of my biggest uh, supporters, you know, one of my biggest voices in, in there, and, and he really pulled for me. And so that's why, like, when I went there to, you know, I knew I wasn't really debuting on TV, but on Dark, but I treated it like it was the biggest opportunity of my life. I mean, Absolutely. I went in there with the with the best shape I could possibly be in, um, you know, everything, new gear, you know, fresh wrist tape, you know getting a pump right before my match, you know, like not even missing a beat. Like I, I, I called the music guy a week before the show. I was like, we got to get this music right. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. and then they were like, well, then you should check with the guy that does the, the background projector screens and make sure you got something there too. And I was like, Oh yeah, I got to get that too. So I really, I, I tried to fire on every cylinder I could um, knowing that dark, you know, gets hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube, you know, and, and that's the thing that people um, have to understand as we, as we move forward into the, you know, technology marketplace is not everything is got, has to be on cable TV, you know, not everything. That's not the end all be all anymore. You know, like no. I don't even have cable. So 
um, it's easier for me to watch those shows like dark and stuff because yeah. um, it's easier to pull it up on my PlayStation. No, times are changing for sure. Mm-hmm. And I actually, cause I wanted to talk about a couple things with that as well, but I want to say Chris, man, was for me to, of all the guys when I was there and then I did that, had the whole main event run after I did my feud with Cena and it, like Chris, I was supposed to, I think Chris and me were supposed to work at mania and it got changed to me and Mark Henry. And then, went on to turn heel and went with Cena. And then the me and the Jericho thing happened after. And I got to work with him on a lot of quite a few live events, main events. And like it, man, I could just tell though, and there's nothing from working other main eventers in WWE to working Chris. He was just different. And it was cause he was very, um, he was, Oh, he, he was all right. Sharing advice. Like he's very, he was very content. Oh, with himself. Yeah. 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 He's very yeah. secure with himself. He knows how good he is. Yeah, you know, he's already had success. He's yeah, not, he's not worried about right. giving away his secrets yeah. and his thoughts on things. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I was always very grateful for him because he was very, very good to me uh, during that whole period. And he, the whole time I knew him up there, he was great. So uh, I'm glad you got a good relationship with him. What yeah. have you done too with COVID with all this to stay in shape of the gym situation? Because are you in uh, Cincinnati? Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in I'm in Northern Kentucky, which is more or less Greater Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, for about two months, I, uh, you know, at the very beginning of this thing, I was, I was completely out of shape, you know, not working out, not eating well, um, just let myself go pretty bad playing video games, you know, but, uh, once I, once I got a call, I, I was just, I was laying down, it was late and I got a message to go do an indie booking, like a closed taping, no fans. Yeah. And it was for that company, uh, GCW. Okay. From Brett, uh, Brett Lauderdale. And I was, this was after two months of just being in spiral depression, you know, yeah. like never thinking wrestling's coming back ever. And then there it was. It knocked on my door. I was like, oh, my God, like he really wants me to come do this show right now? Like where am I really going to go get paid to do my job and to do what I love? Like this is crazy. Um, but I had to tell him no. I was like, I can't do it because I'm not in shape and I, I wouldn't disrespect the business by getting yeah. in a ring. Uh, being pasty and, and not in shape and not even knowing if I had the ring cardio or, or anything, you know, I, yeah. I just I had absolutely zero confidence in that. And, and I'm not going to go steal that guy's money just because, you know, maybe I got a haircut before the show or something, but no, yeah. like I wasn't ready. I needed months. I needed time. I needed several weeks to, to be ready. And that's when I, that's what I like. I woke up that next morning with just a fire lit under my ass. Like wrestling's on its way back. Like, yeah. Who's going to be the best in shape when it comes back? Like who's going to hit the, the ring looking like a million bucks? Well, yeah. it's going to be me for sure. Like I'm not going to let anybody else take that from me. You know, I just had wrestling my whole dream traveling every weekend going around the country, you know, being flown all over and living, living my dream taken out from underneath me in, in a, in a day, you know, you lost everything, but from wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no bookings. That's yeah. what I tried to like. It's like, I can't T-Y, Mexico was my last booking. You know, one of the loudest, hypest crowds, March 13th. Yeah. And then the last indie show to ever take place was like that 15th, which was in Las Vegas. Okay. There was a show in Las Vegas. And they For were who? Like, Future Stars of Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and God bless the promoter, you know. He was he was super cool about it. But I was like, yeah, dude, like I just got back from Tijuana and I had some like flu-like symptoms because it was just rainy and stuff. And I think I got a cold. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I got COVID there. I just had a pretty bad cold. 
But I was like, dude, I, if I, like, if, like during all this going on, all this news popping off, if I get on this plane right now and come to your show, like Kaufman yeah. season, like what? Like I was not about to put everybody through that. So not only did I lose that payday right off the end of the tail end of it, I just lost, you know, the next three months worth of bookings, you know, thousands of dollars. WrestleMania was canceled. That's thousands of dollars for thousands of wrestlers. You know, that weekend is a huge weekend. That WrestleCon weekend is. It's like, I don't know how I really survived it because I never went and stopped and went and got a shoot job. I just kind of, kept plugging my merch online and, and, and getting back. I was going to ask you about and that. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I, I barely skated by, um, but wrestlers you know, can't get on. I don't yeah. know, are you guys, you're not able to get on. I, I think hard. with this, I think with this situation you can, but it okay. is very, yeah, it's hard to prove your income yeah. unless you're tracking every booking and like, and if you have to show crazy. your income to show how much they should pay you for unemployment. Like when I, when I worked my corporate job, um, before I even got into wrestling, I got unemployment because they laid me off and I knew I wanted to go train at Lance Storms in Calgary. So I was like, well, I'll get unemployment and, and uh, that'll help me save up to go up to Calgary. Because that was a really big, that was like a big boy job. So yeah. they could, they could really look at my income on the taxes and go, okay, this guy's worth this much. Yeah. So when we give him unemployment, we'll give him this much. And with, with all of this, I would imagine, because I have, I always like talking to people about social media and, and there's so many positives to it. And there's obviously some negatives as well. But I think this is one of those instances where, because I see you're very active. I always see, I always see you on my timeline of retweeting. You're very active on social media, which is yeah. very good. Yeah. And, and I've had to learn and to hustle for business on there and you're your own brand. And it, it's like, and you, I feel like use social media to help yourself how that that was able to keep you i would imagine that's been very beneficial allowing you to oh, yeah. with your merchandise and everything because without it there's no way to get in staying in contact with people yeah like i don't really have like a website like a www dot like to yeah. me like my twitter is a website my instagram is a website even my facebook i do some business on there too but yeah. you know when you have access to all these promoters through the messenger apps through the dms you have access to all these different fans that if they want to order a shirt, they can just DM you. You know what I mean? I could screenshot their address and go to the post office the next day, you know? Yeah. So I was able to kind of hustle through and do cameos. And, and I was also doing uh, some paid podcasts and stuff to make some ends meet too. So um, it all, it's all about how you flex your brand and, and how you do different things. Like I know you developed the, the supplement uh, yeah. brands and stuff, and those were huge. And yeah, I tried them out. I really like. I think I saw that with the you did Van Vliet show, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Van Vliet. He's another example of just somebody um, making a living off of YouTube. You know, making a living off of this 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 technology that we have. And as a wrestler, there's no greater tool. There's no greater tool for getting over. There's no greater tool for getting booked for getting an opportunity. Um, I think any wrestler that doesn't have at least Twitter and Instagram completely synced up, you know, same gimmick. You know, same kind of bio, staying in care. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of this, oh, well, you know, I'm tweeting it, so that's really me, not my character. It's like, no, you need to stay in line, stay uniform with who you are. If yep. you say it on there, then that might as well have been your character that said it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you don't deserve the following on there. Yep. Yeah. Facebook is your friends and family. 
Yeah. If you want to be a, a talking like a shoot, then go talk to them because you don't, you know, that's your 400, 500 friends and family on Facebook. That's why I try to keep Facebook more or less on the personal end. I mean, obviously my friends list is all maxed out, but yeah, that kind of caps off at like 5,000. But to me, these people that are like going online and like, Oh, well, I was just trying to get heat. And I'm like, well, you're not going to get heat by apologizing and trying to pretend you're a good person in real life. No, like just blur that line, dude. Just, just yeah. own what you say online. And it's like, you look at MJF. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do both. Just if you want to tweet about politics, just realize that some people are going to think that your character thinks that too. So yeah. guess what? If you're a fucking baby face in, in, in wrestling, maybe don't be a piece of shit online, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But cause it's going to come it's back on you, advice. you know? <laughs> but if you are a heel and you want to express some of your darker thoughts out there, yeah. then go ahead. But, like, don't try to separate the shit. Like, oh, well, I didn't mean it as a shoot. Like, yeah. Well, no shit, but you said it, own it. Your character online has 50,000 followers, not yeah. your, you know, not who you are as a shoot. So nobody yeah, cares yeah. about your opinion as a shoot. They care about your character's opinion. Yeah. They care about what that star is thinking. And a lot of these guys, they don't want to carry themselves as stars and they want to, they want to like break that cool, like that super, super useful tool that we have, which is social media. Yeah, it lets us blur that line so easily, and they want to like throw that tool out the window. And I'm like, God, you guys are so stupid. But <laughs> I agree with. I hate the apologies of things. I just well, it's like, it's like, it. like well, I go say with MJF, he's the best heel on the internet because he never apologizes. That's all that it is. You just and and a lot of people say. get afraid, like, oh shit, did I really offend him? Well, it's like, yeah, no shit, yeah, you did. <laughs> That's good. So don't. Apologize. It doesn't work if you say I don't yeah. mean it. I'm just if kidding. You stay, yeah, if you stay in character or stay in that mode of whatever yeah. you said, own what you say, then nobody can drag you through the mud because nope. they're being fooled or they're being worked, you know. But if you start backpedaling, like, oh, you know, well now you're caught, you know, now you're fucked, you know. <laughs> there's just there's no winning with that. Are you active too on all the like? Would you have Instagram everything? Are you on all of them, or no? Just Twitter, Facebook mostly. Yeah. So no, I, I do a lot on Instagram too. Okay. So like the way I do it is like I use Twitter a lot for like thoughts and jokes and and just yeah. tweets about wrestling and content like written content, and then with Instagram I try to let the pictures do the talking more. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll write a pretty long because you know you can there's a lot more length you can do on Instagram. So sometimes I'll put a pretty long caption out there, um, but less is more, you know, the, the more you talk or the more you write out, the less value each word has, you know? So sometimes yeah. on Instagram, you know, you just want to post a picture and a couple words. And then sometimes on Twitter, you just want to make a funny crack or a funny joke without, yeah. you know, writing a whole thesis and shit, you know, like yep. if you can't explain yourself, that's what I like about Twitter. Like the 180 characters or less. Uh, it's a great practice on being concise and, and explaining your thoughts in a shorter manner Absolutely. without using too many words and too many euphemisms. It's like, all right, just get to the point. You know, if you're going to clap back at some fan for talking crap, or if you're going to beef with somebody on there, you know, keep it short, keep it tight. That way everybody yeah. knows it's all in good fun. Like, if you start going and start trying to explain everything, it's like, God damn. Oh, it's a never-ending circle. You'll never, it, you know? Yeah. What about, are you on TikTok as well or no? Because TikTok's where I all really do. Tic TikTok's a little bit above my uh, my pay grade. 
I spend so much time on my phone as it is that Dude, I, know. I would prefer not to have another app to worry about. Um, Brother, I, I know, say, I know my, my I girlfriend likes time. it. Yeah, it, it is a very good creative uh, outlet for sure. And I see some really funny yeah. cool stuff on there, but I just don't like the layout of it. I don't really like scrolling through it and just seeing random girls doing random dances. It's, just, it's a lot of dancing. Yeah, it's it's more for chicks that want to have yeah. fun. I just do it. I look at it. I get up early and I do all my social media work in the morning and then I, I yeah. delete them off my phone for parts of the day, but I'll put it back on when I need yeah. to use it and I take it off just because, man, I find myself, I'm like especially with the supplements, I'm always doing something. But it's yeah. so easy just to click on it and look. I take it off my phone yeah. so that it's an extra step. But I was curious on that on with you because, like, this day and age, we're all like, I feel like they're they're making it more and more addictive to where like they want us on these things at all times. It's like I can't in all the different apps, and it's like just from a business standpoint, I got I get up and knock it all out. But it, it's it's stressful when I don't have it on my phone. I'm so happy. Yeah. It's like, like, I just live life and I'm like, fuck, life is meant to be lived, not meant to be behind that all yeah. the time. Yeah, it, it can, the social media can consume every minute of your day if you let it. Mm -hmm. It really can. There's no end to busy. the human thought, to the human uh, argument, to the, w w the discourse. There's no end in sight. There's a consistent, like, unlimited, infinite argument about everything. Like you can always find something to waste your time on, on social media. And, but at the same time, just like in wrestling, you can always be busy and you can you always stay be, busy. That's yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could always busy. be busy. Yeah. And you could always be making money and always improving your, your, your brand or your craft. So it's like, it's a double edged sword. You know, you want to use it, but you also want to get away from it. You know, you just yeah. it's about take a deep breath and smell the roses for a little bit and realize that a lot of these people online are, are, are quite miserable because they're stuck in the matrix too. And all if if all they did was just unplug for a little bit, they would realize how you know how not serious some of these issues yeah. are that are online. You know, like that's uh, why you just ask yourself, your like, brain. does it affect me, and can I control it or not? Yeah, does it affect me? Can I do anything about it? If I can't control anything about something, I don't stress out about it one yeah. bit. And if it doesn't affect me, I usually don't, but I understand some things affect the greater good of people. So I try to yeah. be informed on that. But at the end of the day, as selfish as it sounds, if something if, if something's taken up half your day and you're spending four to six hours on a Twitter arguing about a topic that doesn't even affect your daily life, no. it doesn't affect your income or your livelihood, like what are you just doing? Waste of time. Yeah. 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 You're not you being missing, one yeah. yeah, you're dying. You're dying. Every second that you're alive, you're closer to dying. That's so, what I feel like is happening on a grand scale with people, quite honestly, because the people that don't stay busy, it, yeah. that concerns me. I feel like is a part of everything going on. But I yeah, wanted to ask it, you with your It's heartbreaking to see it. You know? Yeah, because it's going to affect a lot of people. Yeah. But like, that's why I always say like the key focus has always been the one thing that separates success from not having success. And mm -hmm. it's even more important now than yeah. ever, I feel like. Yeah. Like for you, training wise, because wrestling is, I've seen the shift from when I came up, and I'm very, I'm very accepting to new school. I love, I love old school also, though. I, I love wrestling. I love psychology. I love human psychology. Of how I was taught, why you do certain things to elicit a certain response. I love selling. I love, I love um, 
because I, I, I learned that game. And as I was in wrestling, I saw the game changing a little bit at, at times. Um, and it was fine because it never affected my matches. And I still look at it that way. Is For someone like you in, in coming from the business, like what is your view on that old school, new school? Because I, everyone has different philosophies on it. Like when you're watching, do you watch tape? I know you watch a lot of today's product. Obviously, you have to. Mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of old school stuff too? Um, yeah. So uh, one thing I've noticed as I'm starting to find out who I am as a wrestler, and also kind of comparing my stock and the way I wrestle to yeah. that of the AEW roster, which is a very modernized um, roster, but they have such a variety that there's a spot for everything on the cost, you know? And I do think I fall in line with some of those classic kind of storytelling singles matches. I think I do better with that as far as, um, like I said, I was, I've always been a storyteller, you know, I've always wanted to share my story with the world, you know, that how I dealt with, you know, not having a father growing up and how that ultimately led me into wrestling, which is, which is why I don't really have a gimmick and like, oh, like I'm a wizard or, or some kind of a character gimmick. Like, oh, I'm going crazy. I'm the loose cannon. Like, I, I just haven't got to that ship because I haven't had a story that has pushed me to that limit. You know what I mean? My story right now is just my shoot kind of story. Like, I'm getting into wrestling. I'm doing it, you know, fire a young baby face that just is doing it for the dream, you know, doing it yeah. for the father. So, uh, if I can really take those real life emotions that I have and put that into my matches, I think that's going to be my most genuine work. Um, but just from being on the Indies and understanding how that formula works too, and how like a lot of action can just be, you know, get in there, have some fun and get out. Like I'm totally all for it. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm not a big tag, uh, wrestler, but when I first got into the business, I studied more of the new school stuff. Yeah. Just so I could know what I needed to keep up to pace on. Yep. But as I mature into the business, I definitely look backwards um, and see how I can really pull off some of those more magical storytelling moments that people are going to, if I'm completely, completely honest, that people are going to remember way more than that banger match you had, yeah. you know, with the way you burned, where you burned the barn down and everybody got their good shit in. Like uh, people are just going to remember the yeah. more emotional grab as opposed to the, ooh, you know. I like it all. I just think there's a time and place. But, you know, the yeah. old school for me, and I go back, it's the intensity of yeah, watching yeah, guys, yeah. guys like your father. But, like, watching guys like, like you, Eddie, When you can't take your eyes off them when they're just standing there. You yeah. Know what I mean? just if the, you have to present. do something, like, crazy for me to want to look at you. Yeah. Then it's hard for me to remember you. But if you're, if you're just standing there and you're jacked up and you want to fight, it was an energy and, to yeah. it. Yeah, and you're chopping, and it's yeah. like, like it's so real out there. But, you know, you got to have that. So and that's what I that think killer. to me, that's, and it's finding that blend. And if you could do that, you can make a shit ton of money in this business. And I really, because mm-hmm. I, I look at it, and it's all, it's all learning, and it's respecting, and everything evolves as time goes on. But, like, the psychology aspect of that, it, like Vince in Gorilla in WWE, the one thing, the two things they had always up there, and I learned this from developmental on, was act and react and intensity. And, uh, and to me, those were always the two most important things in going out there. Cause if you have intensity, people will believe with what you're yeah. doing. So awesome. I love yeah. it, man. 
the uh, I want to say I don't want to take up any, any more of your time. I know no, that's fine. Have... Yeah, I think I got another one uh, coming up. He's going to send me a similar link to this. Okay, so I just jump the, right uh, on to that one. <laughs> I didn't want to say he was cool. I got to meet you a few years ago. Probably it was in Pennsylvania. I remember. I remember you had a beer in your hand. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I was screwed up, man. That was. I was physically like that was me at my worst. But I remember meeting you back there in Pennsylvania, and yeah. uh, when I was figuring everything out. So it's really cool to see you figured well, one, one in. Of those, one of the first indie shows I ever went to really uh, was the night of the superstars up in Pennsylvania. And uh, you were on the show with Matt Hardy and Jeff. Yeah, and they had the that was their titles. final show, I think. Yeah, they had the tag titles with them. But no, yeah, that was one of the first indies I went to to kind of explore this wacky world. You know, I was like, oh, I want to wrestle. You know, I was all... I was all beefed up and in shape, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't know anything yet. I was green as could be, you know, like I never bumped at all. You know, I was just like, yeah. maybe these people can point me in the right direction. Maybe, you know, <laughs> and, and one thing led to another. And I just, and, and lo and behold, I just got to see Matt Hardy again after two and a half years last night. So um, crazy. He, he was able to watch my match and he used, he described my work as uh, polished. So, that was probably the highest praise I think I've ever gotten. So somebody like him says I look polished out there. And I'm just going to keep polishing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. But no, uh, thank you for having me. I, it's, it's nice to talk. You know, I do a lot of these podcasts with random people, but to have a guy like you with the experience and the, the insider knowledge, I think that's something that people would definitely like to listen to. You know, just a couple guys talking, talking the business, you know, I'm adjusting my show going yeah. the more I'm doing more independent guys like coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Without, without, without getting back. it too much. Yeah. We were able to talk about some different yeah, yeah. things and give yeah, people it's a fun for me to getting back in. I look forward. I have a feeling we'll be running into each other at some point yeah. at some time. So yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this next podcast in full character. Okay, so I'm just going to flip the script on. I love it. The, uh, what's the best place for people to find you on social media? Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly active on Twitter at Flying Brian Jr. Okay. Um, and Instagram at Flying Brian 41. That's Flying with a Y and Brian with an I. And then Facebook, just don't bother me on there because I ain't going to deal with you. <laughs> Good deal. Man, Brian, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more hey what's going on guys it's the big guy Ryback and I want to talk to you about fuel meals my personal meal prep service I've been using for years meal prep at your doorstep fuel meals at fuelmeals.com has something for everybody 
and easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my fuel meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. They say all men are created equal. Whether we believe that or not, I believe there is a champion inside each and every one of us. Life is energy and food is energy. What we put inside our bodies determines how we feel and act. I have always wanted to be more, and I feel everyone wants to be more than what we are. Supplement companies that use aspartame and sucralose aren't concerned with our health or fitness, but Feed Me More Nutrition believes in selling good for good and creating a relationship that lasts forever. Using only natural sweetener, stevia, and monk fruit, and more ingredients that work, we give you more because we want you to be more. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. All right, we are back. Big thank you to Brian Pillman Jr. And uh, big, big things uh, to look out for with him, I assure you. All right, guys. I want to go ahead and do our review of the week this week. I always appreciate you guys and your love and support uh, for this show. Your reviews on iTunes are, are greatly appreciated. We are on all podcast platforms. And uh, as we continue to grow this show uh, and make adjustments, and you heard me talk about it, I mentioned it there with Brian. I think I'm going to, as I'm getting, uh, and I'm not going to just label the show one certain way, but I feel like there may be having more uh, wrestlers on. And uh, maybe young, younger wrestlers, independent wrestlers having them on um, because it's, it makes for interesting conversations. I, I like, I really enjoy having those conversations uh, is just as things that I, I've always ad adjusted the show as it goes on to kind of fit where I'm at with my life and where I'm going on. And, um, and I'm okay having, having more wrestling stuff on the show. The, uh, this review here, it's a five-star review. Uh, from this past week from Sammy Owens C Sammy Owens C uh, if you, uh, you're this week's winner, but the it's the, the reviews the episode on last week of June, 2020, please check audio. It sounds like someone left Mike hot while using the restroom about five minutes to eight minutes mark. Uh, and it stay hot. Please check. I support the podcast and listen also a fan. So I'm just saying to make it better for all, I gave it five stars. So, you know, I'm fan, but please check audio. Thank you. And I thank you. Uh, in that, he's referring to our shooting blank, shooting blanks wrestling report. Um, me and Raj, we went back to Skype this week. And I actually, and there is a feature just to download the audio off of, uh, we were using StreamYard. And I don't know what it is, but StreamYard, and I have a feeling, because I record on multiple different things. I like having backups as well, because I've done an episode or two in the past where I had only one way of, of recording. And and it, it something happened, and I remember one time camera went out once, and it's always good to just have backups on things. But for whatever reason, with uh, StreamYard, the audio recording on my podcast uh, Zoom player, 
and the and the hard cam get muffled where that background noise it just picks up something and it it, it it's trust me I wish and I sent it off to the edit, editing team and that was on me I didn't send I I could have just downloaded the audio and I didn't even see that on there Raj mentioned it to me that you know and I go shit I just never looked at it I just always hit download video and uh where I can do the the audio if we do use StreamYard for me and Raj. But this week I just use Skype, so there's no issues. Last thing I know how important sound is. It, it's it's sometimes you record a show. I'm doing a million things throughout the day, and I'll be the first to tell you sometimes I'm just getting stuff done, and I just got to get it done. And But at the same time, I want everything to be good that you put out. Not always the case, obviously. And so my apologies for the, the shit audio for the wrestling report. For last week, but thank you for the review. You're this week's winner, and please uh, send me a screenshot with an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com. Um, and uh, would get a copy of my book, Wake Up at Feeding Time, over here, available on Amazon, paperback, audible, and all different Kindle formats, and uh, or a small through 2XL Feed Me More Nutrition Premium tank top. Thank you guys, as always, for that. I do, moving on, we're going to hit a little bit up of the paying the bills. You guys could check out, we do have Feed Me More Nutrition mask also with everything going on as mask, uh, the, the mask, the cloth mask at uh, Teespring. If you go to teespring.com, uh, teespring.com, and it's the Feed Me More store on Teespring. And we have different shirts, Feed Me More Nutrition uh, merchandise up over there, coffee mug. And we have mask as well, uh, the Feed Me More Nutrition mask with everything. I got a couple coming over here and looking into getting a bunch made for the website as well to give away with orders on that. But I'm waiting to hear back on that as we as we speak. Real Good Foods, you can save 15% with discount code Ryback, realgoodfoods.com. They got the keto pizzas. They have the cauliflower pizzas. The enchiladas, the keto enchiladas, the beef chicken, the jalapeno bacon, or the jalapeno poppers, the, uh, the other, I'm all over the, blah, 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 botch, real good food, botch. Um, the jalapeno poppers, they have a bacon, I think cheddar poppers, the bacon wrapped stuffed chicken breast, those were absolutely delicious. You can see a video of that on Feed Me More TV. With all that, guys. and uh, But check them out, realgoodfoods.com. They have a lot of good stuff. They're a really cool business. Always happy to have them uh, a part of this show. And uh, you can save 15% discount code Ryback. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep company I am associated with. Fuelmeals.com. You can save 15% with discount code the big guy. Go on there, guys. It, it essentially helps eating healthy. It, it makes it a lot easier. A meal prep at your doorstep. You steak, chicken, broccoli. They got uh, different... Asparagus, green beans, rice, brown rice, white rice. They have different tilapia, salmon, uh, quesadillas, Texan turkey burgers. They can You can do signature meals. You can do custom meals. It's really, they have something for everybody over there. It helps eating healthier, though, and whether you bring a meal or two with you to work or on the road. Um, it helps count making counting your macros a lot, lot easier on that. And I've been with them now for shit. Probably five years now. So crazy how time flies by. Feed Me More Nutrition available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. You can save 10% with discount code PODCAST10. From this show, guys, 
Uh, the Shellshock Extreme Fat Burner is going to be back in stock this week. Uh, as you know, a dollar of all sales goes towards feeding those in need here in Las Vegas. So every time you buy, place an order on feedmemore.com, we give $1 uh, to Three Square here in Las Vegas. I make the donation uh, at the beginning of the month, every month. We have that information available on the feedmemore.com website as well. And you can see in, it's really cool to be able to give back. And as we continue to grow and get bigger uh, and, and continue to give them more and more and help out uh, just as, as well, as much as we can with everything. Uh, and it, I just like being able to have a business and uh, try to do good things with it. As we are trying to do good things with the providing supplements with no artificial sweeteners or colors, there's really very few companies doing what we're doing here and uh, at the level that we're doing. And I feel like the quality of supplements we're giving you for the value and money and not overcharging for the supplements. And it would have been really easy uh and I was advised to go and charge a lot more on a lot of the stuff. Um, I just, it always bothered me. I don't understand why we charge more for being healthy. I think it's fucking stupid. Um, so that's my mentality. Maybe it's not the best business mentality. Um, but if I'm making money still and people aren't going broke, uh, getting healthy supplements or healthy food, whatever it is, you know? And again, costs do come in. Our costs are higher and things of that nature. But uh, it always bothered me. It was like, why am I being charged more that for doing the right thing? Shouldn't we like, if anything, shouldn't it be the other way? Shouldn't it like fast food be really, really expensive? That way we, you know, but what the fuck do I know? Coming along here in 2020 talking that nonsense. <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys. Thank you very much for shopping with Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. The uh, thought of the week this week, guys, is uh, a quote here that I've lost. I had it open on my phone and it has disappeared because uh, my picture is reset. So I'm going to scroll up. Just give me a, a hot minute here. All right. Actually, I'm going to change it because I like this one better. I didn't see this before. Quote of the thought of the week this week is uh, from a quote I saw that anxiety doesn't come from thinking about the future. It comes from trying to control it. Anxiety doesn't come from thinking about the future. It comes from trying to control it. And then, uh, and that one really hit home and I really believe that. And I think that a lot of the times the, we create situations in our head or we tell ourselves stories uh, of the way we think things are going to go or uh, maybe in a negative way that can create stress and create anxiety and cause uncertainty in us. Um, whereas if we maybe just choose a different approach and maybe a more positive approach and not dwell too much uh, on the negatives and, and trying to be so hell-bent on something going a certain way and just more living in the now and choosing to be happy we always have a choice on it. And I've talked about that. And I think though sometimes it's what we do though. We, we overthink things all the time and no good ever comes from it. Humans are at their best just when we act and react and just, just be in the moment and whatever happens happens. But we oftentimes we are, we want to control things and I've, I'm guilty of it myself. And I want so hell bent on things going a certain way sometimes that we just cause ourselves just unwanted, unnecessary stress. 
And it's not always, we're always not always going to escape that, but I think just being aware of it and catching it at certain times can really, really work to our advantage. That's my thought of the week. Shut the fuck up, big guy. All right, guys, for all videos, Cameo, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback for personal video shout outs. Just want me to say hello, birthday wishes, whatever you want. I am on Cameo as well on that for all fan mail. I ask you to limit it to one to two pieces and have self a self-addressed envelope as well. P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. With that, all media inquiries, please, the big guy at feedmemore.com. Uh, I think I got a couple uh, things people have reached out doing a couple shows more on uh, business and personal development, uh, which is always cool to get asked to be do shows for that, not wrestling related. Never a bad thing at all, even though the wrestling ones are all fantastic as well. With that, and guys, I'm on uh, social media, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, Feed Me More Nutrition, Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback TV on Instagram, Ryback at Twitter, Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook. Ryback247 on Snapchat, the big guy Ryback22 on TikTok, guys. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you guys all had a wonderful 4th of July. Let's wear our mask, do our best. Um, and uh, if you don't want to wear them when you're at home, I'm all for not wearing them at home and things. But let's try to keep everything open. And because uh, I see the governor here has been making comments. And uh, we don't need anything getting shut down again. Let's, uh, let's just wear the mask when we're in public. And, uh, and then we could bitch about it all when we're in our car and at home and doing our activities where we're not around other people. And, uh, let's just keep everything open. Cause, uh, I assure you, we do not want that happening again with whatever the fuck is going on. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy right back. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.